longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. If there's a book that you want to read but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it, as said by Toni Morrison. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, for a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and the theme for our show today is the gift of writing. And I'm Katie Chu. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Beast. Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. It's always a season for giving, so give big. In this segment, we'll be reading a chapter from the book Be the Star You Are for Teens by Cynthia Bryan. This chapter was written by teen Dallas Woodburn, who is a published author and now a writing teacher. So the gift of writing by Dallas Woodburn. My computer screensaver is a photograph of a six-year-old girl perched at the kitchen table in front of an old-fashioned manual typewriter. She sits up on her knees to be tall enough to reach the keys and stares intently at the blank piece of paper in front of her, oblivious to everything, save for the story unfolding inside her mind. I am that little girl, now grown into a young woman of 21. My screensaver captures the essence of who I am, a dreamer, a creator, a storyteller, trying to share with others the magic I've discovered in my own imagination. To say it plainly, I'm a writer. I was 10 years old when I published my first book. Now, more than a decade later, I'm still reaping the benefits of the gift of writing, self-confidence, a mean to express myself, and hopefully a path to change the world for the better in some small way. How did my journey begin? With one little idea, and a little naivety, too. In fifth grade, I applied for and received a $100 school grant to write and self-publish a children's book of short stories and poems titled, There's a Huge Pimple on My Nose. One of the perks to publishing a book at such a young age, as I didn't understand, how difficult the project would be. I plunged into the writing world with excitement instead of fear. Furthermore, I used my young age as an advantage when marketing my book. What better way to promote with youth literacy I wrote in my cover letters than a book written for kids by a kid? I bravely sent out my book everywhere I could imagine and scored reviews in not only my local Ventura, California newspaper, but also in the national magazines Girls Life and Cosmo Girl. A book review in the Los Angeles Times praised, if you simply want some remarkable writing, it would be hard to find a book more satisfying. I began speaking to schools and youth groups about my publication journey and was moved by the positive and enthusiastic response I received. Many kids tell me they do not think that they could be writers, but after hearing my talk, they are inspired to write stories on their own. Motivated to reach as many kids as possible, in 2000, I funded a nonprofit organization, Write On, to encourage kids to discover joy, confidence, and a means of self-expression through reading and writing. I have personally found that during my time spent tutoring kids, including mentally challenged kids, students, that keeping a journal often increases self-esteem and opens the lines of communication with others. In seven years, Write On has donated 10,140 new books worth approximately $70,000 to underprivileged kids whose smiles by, uh, bought my spirit through any writer's block rejection and or wariness I face the rest of the year. I have been told that for many of the recipients of my annual holiday book drive, these books are the only Christmas gifts they receive. 
As legendary basketball coach John Wooden says, you'll never succeed if you're afraid to fail. So take chances, be bold, because opportunities have a way of snowballing to create more opportunities. Turn disadvantages into advantages. Above all else, approach your life with wide-eyed excitement, enthusiasm, and passion. So we have an exercise for you. It's called Write On. Grab a blank piece of paper or a blank document on your computer and visualize a place. Close your eyes and imagine you are there. Sit for a minute or two just thinking about this place. You know, what does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like, sound like? What emotions do you associate with this place? Memories, desires, fears? Now open your eyes and face the blank page with a fresh mindset. Look at the clock and give yourself about five minutes. Ready, set, go. Now write. For the next five minutes, don't let your pen leave the paper or your fingers leave the computer keys. Just write. No judgments, no inhibitions. Don't limit yourself. And don't think too much. Just write. It doesn't matter if there are misspellings or grammar mistakes. It doesn't matter if there things don't exactly follow or don't quite make sense. That can all be fixed later. For now, just write. Write a letter to your future self predicting where you'll be in 5, 10, or even 20 years. What will you be doing, thinking, dreaming? Hopefully, once you get in the groove, you'll fly past those five minutes and continue to ride up a storm. Infinitely more important than sharing one's material wealth is sharing the wealth of ourselves, our time and energy, our passion and commitment, and above all, our love. As said by William E. Simon, who is the former Secretary of the Treasury. Now, I think this exercise is actually really, really useful because it does help. I have to write a lot of papers for college classes that I'm in, especially my English class and my communication classes. And a lot of them kind of really involve what you're feeling at the moment, what your opinions are about something. And for me, I have a lot of writer's block. I get writer's block all the time. I don't understand why. I'm like, if I'm writing all the time, why should I always have this writer's block? And I think a lot of it has to do with distractions you know, distractions around you, right. your cell phone, you have people around you who are talking, you have uh, things that are just going on at the moment, situations that you're in, and a lot of other responsibilities and goals that you're trying to achieve. So that can really help with the distraction of writer's block. But I think this exercise of blocking everything out and just writing for five minutes nonstop is perfect. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of people, I feel like, don't really realize their writing potential or their or how much how much creative they can be and how great of a writer they can be because a lot of times, like you just mentioned, there are distractions or limitations or there are other purposes for which we write. For example, for school, as you mentioned, you write a lot for college and as a high schooler, I write a lot for, obviously, for school and in class essays, out-of-class essays and you're really, when I'm writing those essays, I'm really writing about something I'm asked to write about. But this exercise, it really lets you or me write about something that I just want to write about or something that naturally comes to mind. And I think that's a really great way to just see whether or not or how great of a writer you can really be without all those limitations and distractions. Yeah, exactly. I really like recreational writing a lot better because it really allows you to write about what your mind is thinking at the moment or something creative that you wouldn't have normally written about, especially for school, you know, something that's creative, mostly creative writing, and a lot of schools actually offer that, which is really cool because it gets your mind working. Mm-hmm. And I think classes like that or or actually activities should be encouraged a lot more to write because I feel that a lot of that talent is really being hindered because of social media because of all the technology that we have and especially with everything we have going on in our daily lives it's really hard to just sit down and write or even read we have a lot of uh time that is being devoted to school to work to other you know responsibilities that we may have in our daily lives and it's really hard to just sit down and write so i think it's a really good idea to have a journal or a blog that you have if you really like writing on your computer definitely have something like that because it gives you the opportunity to just write freely right and with this chapter that we just read it kind of defined a writer as three separate things a dreamer a creator and a storyteller and these three things that we don't really think about as writing anymore as we're 
really incorporating writing into different things that aren't related to something that calls for our creativity or having to express our dreams. And with the book we've been recently writing for the next um, Be The Star You Are, I was really putting my own stories into the chapters and I realized I haven't really written like this in a really long time where I can just write freely and creatively. And I feel like this chapter really captured the idea that if you really do want to write creatively and be able to, you can you can create something of your own and create a story that is significant to other people and yourself without all these other ideas um, blocking you from being able to express that creativity. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people really do enjoy reading about stuff like that, especially with blogs. I love reading blogs because I love... To really hear what other people's opinions are, what their experiences are in life, because Mm -hmm. I feel that makes you so much more connected to the people around you when you read about their experiences or what they write, because all of that stuff is coming from their own mind. And you're Mm -hmm. reading what is going on in their head. Right, right. And a lot of the books that we even read in school, if you notice, they aren't necessarily about people who had to go through extremely traumatic or terrible things. Even when I'm reading something that's really about daily life, it's really interesting. And I keep I want to keep reading it because I can either relate to it and understand it or I can imagine myself there. So really anyone can write about this um whatever story they have that they want to tell or any experience that they've had in life because there will be someone out there who will want to hear it, want to connect it with it, and be able to understand it. Exactly, which which is why I think this book, BTSYA for Millennials, that we're going to be coming out with hopefully soon, it will be perfect for people who are listening to this show and people who want to read more and get more inspiration for writing because that's exactly what the show is about is promoting literacy and uh, positive media, which I think is great because this book will definitely help with that and it'll inspire more millennials and younger people to really start writing and reading a lot more. So I'm super excited for this book to come out. Right, especially with where the society and world is going today and with the increase in um, technology, it's really a good idea to really start um getting more into reading and writing in various ways and whenever you have time. So right now it's been a great discussion about writing. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment and we'll be back after this break. I'm Katie Chu. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Support our show in these amazing segments by donating to Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And for more information on how to do this, you can go to www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. And don't go anywhere as we continue our conversation. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. 
And I'm Katie Chu. For this segment, we have Mandolin Carlin with us to discuss the gift of writing. Her acting career started in 2010 when she was cast in a film with Gerard Butler. Before, she acted in indie films and shorts and in church and school plays. She's been in six feature films, dozens of short films, and web projects, including a web pilot, and filmed four network television shows. This amazing 17-year-old is also a screenplay writer. She's worked on a couple of projects and started working with an Emmy-winning producer last year on her own web series called A Blind Eye. She was on our show in 2014 when she was 13 and is absolutely an inspiration to all. With that, let's welcome her back to the show. Hello, Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So what projects are you getting ready to work on? Because you've already worked on so many already, which is absolutely insane. Well, uh, right now I've got kind of a secret little project in the works um, that I'm getting ready to do some research for in Arizona. Um, That'll be interesting. I, uh, I just finished writing... The a blind eye pilot. Um, actually, last night I put the very last final touches on it, so that's very very exciting. Um, yeah, and and then I've got uh, a few more other things. Uh, web series. I'm getting ready to direct a music video. Um, just just been very blessed. Awesome. That's amazing. You, you're working on such a variety of works with a music video from from music video, and you were also you're also a radio host and short films and um, screenwriting. That's really amazing. But on the topic of screenwriting, on which you've had you're working on several works as well. How did you become a screenwriter at such a young age? Oh well, um, I actually the first thing I ever wrote I was just right beginning and acting um I was still going to school and um I just came up with this idea and so I wrote it into this little short um and then I didn't touch screenwriting for a good three or four years or something like that and then when I was out here I was reading all these scripts and I constantly was just like oh there's not these roles for women are just so um one-dimensional Mm-hmm. And that always bothered me a lot. And so I started going to school for film, and I took a screenwriting class, and um, then I kind of just, I fell into it. I wrote my first full-length feature, and um, then it just kind of snowballed from there. That's amazing that you were able to That's awesome. just, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned... I really do like the fact... Oh, sorry, Katie, go ahead. You mentioned that you wrote your first story um, or your first short after really starting acting and kind of getting this idea. Can I ask what that short was about? Yeah, um, it was called The Secret Recipe, and I don't remember everything about it. I haven't read it in years, but basically it was this girl, and I think she was in middle school, and she thought that um, the cafeteria was poisoning the kids, well not poisoning the kids, but um, <laughs> giving them something to become other people and like, take away their creativity. I think it was mm-hmm. stemming from um, my thoughts about s- the American public education system and, and what they do to kids. Uh, so. That's really interesting. So you're 17 years, old, uh, 17 years old and you've already started working on all of these projects already, which is crazy. So how does that really make you feel to be this young and this successful, especially as a young woman? Uh, the Being a young woman is really um, interesting out here because it still is such a man's game. And, um, you know, a lot of women are really trying to change that. And it's just really great to be a part of that and also try to use my age to offer insight of um actual young people on the things that I write and that's what I try to always think about is okay well what are people that you know are in my age group what are they watching what are we trying to see what message are we trying to show them you know um it always bothered me I would hear a lot of my friends parents say like oh my younger kids are dressing so much older and everything and it's like well if you look at what they're watching on tv 
Yeah. The exactly. the shows that are supposedly high school shows are played by adults, written by adults, and are about very adult subjects. Mm-hmm. And so it's really maturing our kids fast. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that very much. You know, as a as someone who grew up with the older Disney Channel, uh, this is a very it's not exactly related, but um, you know, you had the older episodes of Hannah Montana, you had the older episodes of like Sweet Life on Deck. I don't know, it just the older Disney Channel cartoons and shows that I used to watch seemed so much more you know innocent when mm-hmm. we were watching it, and now that we are getting older and the stuff that they have for this newer generation, it's so interesting to see what they actually talk about and the issues that they faced and how the teenagers look they just look so completely different than what normal teenagers look like today right exactly and it's really um just the way that they talk the way that they dress the way that they interact with their parents it all really affects the people who are watching and I don't think that um the writers always think about okay well this person's 28 playing 17 but how's a 17 year old actually talking to their parents or has a 17 year old Mm -hmm. actually dressing when they go to school um and that's just what I try and keep in mind definitely I think that's really amazing that you have this idea and this purpose in mind as you're writing and like you said not um these shows these um films don't often really represent what's exactly happening in the teenage mind and that you're able to really start this kind of new path toward creating screen or films that really do represent women in particularly more and the young mind in a more accurate way. So being young, as you mentioned, was really an advantage for you to be able to create a new path in writing more films about the young mind. Do you think it's been an obstacle for you or a gift? I definitely think that it's been a gift um, because, and it's weird how this business works, but typically when you're younger, people will either not take you seriously at all or take you more serious because you're serious about the craft, um, even though you're young. And luckily I've fallen into that um, little place where people think, oh, she's 17 and she's taking herself really seriously, so I should take her seriously. Yeah, definitely. I can totally relate to that. I started a small business when I was really young, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the reactions were kind of, "Wow, you're really long, young. Are you sure you know what you're doing?" And my answer was, "I have no idea, but I'm going to learn, and I'm going to take this a lot serious, a lot more seriously um, than you would expect." And it was crazy to see how much more respect that you got, and how much more encouragement and enthusiasm about what you were doing. Once you really establish the fact that you, you know, you may not have the most experience, but you are definitely more determined than people would think you are. Exactly. And, you know, growing up, my mom would always tell me um, people with dyslexia would always exceed um, everybody's expectations because they had to work so much harder. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up being not that they were better from natural talent, but they would just work harder. And I think that um, when you're younger and trying to be taken seriously in a world of adults, it makes you work harder, which I think is a definite advantage because you don't have the luxury of slacking off. Because if you slack Mm -hmm. off, then, you know, someone else will take your Yeah, you make your own success. So at what point did you feel that you had become successful? Um, Gosh, well, I don't even, I don't know. Um... It was pretty recent to the point where I, I think I was talking to someone just about, like, what I was doing and what I was accomplishing, and and I was talking about, like, so much of what I wanted to do, and they were like, okay, but, you know, what about, like, what you've already done and, and how it's affected people and everything like that, um, and so, I mean, I always, I always want to grow, and I always want to do more things, but I think that just these past two years is when I really... Um, like yeah. sat down and said, this is what I've done and this is where I'm going. That's perfect. So with all these things that you've done and you just mentioned how really in the past two years and even before that you've done so much in various fields and you've really made an impact for a lot of different people. But what kinds of subjects do you want to specialize in as a screenwriter? 
Um, I definitely want to focus more on scripts that don't necessarily have um, a happy ending. I like more realistic films. I typically like more of the foreign films because they don't always have that formula of, you know, this happens, this happens, this happens, and then it ends on a really happy note. Mm -hmm. And I always like those stories where, oh, you're trying really hard for a promotion, and then you don't get the promotion, but life goes on anyway, and you figure out another way to do something. And I like those stories. I guess not really the the comeback stories, but the ones that are more of like slice of life kind of stuff instead of showing yeah. this escapism, which I understand escapism is really, really popular, but so many people, so many big studios do that. And so there's so many people that are being left out where it's like, oh, if you don't get the girl, life still goes on. Yeah, exactly. I think it makes it more relatable when you when you have movies like that. And that's definitely a way to get more viewers is to make your movie relatable, which is definitely a great idea to start doing. Well, awesome. This was so great to hear about. We love meeting successful teens, and we will continue to hear this discussion after the break. But during the break, please uh, visit her website at www.mandolincarlson.com. That's M-A-N-D-A-L-Y-N-N. C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. Please visit our radio show at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Katie Chu. Also, please visit our charity site at BeTheStarYouR.org and watch our fun and informative videos at YouTube.com slash BeTheStarYouR. Stay right here as we continue our amazing discussion on writing. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Adrian Gonzalez. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of writing. And I'm Katie Chu. Today we've been really diving into the topic of writing with actor and screenwriter Mandolin Carlson. This 17-year-old actor and writer is also a stand-up comedian and radio show host. Crazy, right? She's worked with Daryl Butler, not to be confused with Gerard Way, although they're both amazing. And she's been on many TV shows, including CSI New York, Scandal, and Grey's Anatomy. Yep, with McDreamy. She's just amazing. Let's welcome her back to the show. Hey, Amanda. Hello. So, with um, with everything that you've done and all the works that you've really um, been working into and going to work on in the future, where do you get your inspiration from for your screenplays? Uh, a lot of them actually come from dreams, uh, which is weird, but I'm a very, very uh, vivid dreamer, and so I'll write them down, or, um, you know, just conversations that I overhear. Um, when I was studying screenwriting in school, 
my professor would constantly say, go sit at a Denny's for three hours and put your headphones in, but don't play any music because people will talk more freely if they think nobody's listening and just listen to people and how they talk and what they talk about. And so I'll hear, you know, three minutes of a conversation and then create an entire story around it. Um, and that's mainly the inspiration from, for all of my, uh, my screenwriting. Wow, that's really cool. I, I never would have thought of that. Uh, and that is true. You know, people would definitely start talking uh, more freely and really express their ideas and feelings a lot easier when they don't think that anybody is really listening. So I think I'm going to try that. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when did you decide that you wanted to be on the big screen? Because I think that's a very bold choice to do, you know, and, you know, acting in front of people and, and really publishing, you know, your thoughts and your ideas for the public to really read and, and uh, view. Um, well, I was always doing little performances when I was really young. Um, I would do like plays at my grandma's house around Christmas. We have a large family and had to entertain them somehow. Um, (laughs) so I, I did that. And then in school I did stuff in my drama class. Um, and I always really liked that. And then my parents were caterers, and they were starting to do a little bit of set catering, and I would just be on set, hanging out. And at the time, I was being bullied, so I didn't feel like I was fitting in in school, and I kind of was looking for people to accept who I was and what I was interested in. And I remember um, just talking to people on set in downtime, and like this one conversation that I had with Anne Margaret, who's absolutely amazing and stunning and um after that conversation I really just thought like oh this is a career this isn't just you know something to do after school this is something that I want to do my whole life this is fun it's you know being creative in a way that so many people um don't even really get the opportunity to Mm -hmm. and so I kind of just fell into it like that You know, I really love your story because it really is a comeback and kind of a, you know, revenge story against the people who really felt like it was okay to bully you. And, and, you know, they have this saying where the best success, uh, the best revenge is to live a successful life. And I think it's really great that you've really, you know, grown from something like that, thinking, um, you know, negative thoughts as, you know, maybe people won't like it or maybe people won't like me. Uh, and I've been there. I, I've been down that road. But I think it's so great that you've grown from that and you've been so successful and you've kind of really had a comeback and, you know, a kind of ha, you, you know, moment in their face, uh, especially with everything that you've done. Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that, you know, it's a cool opportunity to and, and now people from my school will reach out to me and they'll say, like, oh, it's great that you're doing this. Like, I really... Mm-hmm think it's awesome that you stuck with it um and it's just that whole part of you know the school system having those ideas of oh well if you're not all the same then there's something wrong with you and like you're weird for not being the same um which is another thing that I'm trying to talk about and bring more awareness to you know all of us actors are completely different and weird and you know we are all into different things and hearing so many stories it's really common for a lot of creative people to feel um bullied or like they didn't fit in Mm -hmm. but you know if there's no creativity in the world that's what makes you unique exactly everybody would be miserable if you didn't have music or play so boring exactly so you talk about all this creativity that we really do need and how everyone's different but for you, you did mention being bullied, and um, in a couple of times, you, a couple of times so far, you kind of mentioned your parents and your mom. What was really your support system as you really grew and became successful over time, over these years? My parents were so extremely supportful. I'm uh, very lucky. I was an only child, so um, I was allowed to do more things than. Um, kids with multiple siblings, you know, my mom was fine with driving me three hours to an audition. Um, but I think that at one point, you know, when we first came out to California, she thought that it was that whole situation of, oh, well, you know, I had done gymnastics for a little bit, soccer for a little bit. I didn't like either of them. So I think that's what she thought. And, um, 
she'll talk about it now, how, you know, she looks at it now and she should have just known that I was always going to be an actor because I was just, I was entertaining <laughs> my whole life. That's really cool. So, you know, you're still young and you still have a bunch of other responsibilities. You know, you have a social life. Um, pretty, you're going to school, like a public school still, right? Uh, no, I'm actually in my third year of college. Well, three oh, of five. Goodness. So I guess technically that would put me at a sophomore. So that makes you even more busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Being a college student is a lot more hectic than I think being in high school. I can definitely relate to that. So with all of this that you do, how do you balance you know, school and social life and family time and all of that? Um, well, I do my school online, which is very, very uh, helpful for me. I was homeschooled from sixth grade on, so it was an easy transition for me because I was doing online homeschool and online college. Um, planners are so, so, so important to have a planner. That, that is the main amazing. way, and everything goes in the calendar. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's the main way, but I guess it would just be priorities, you know, and um, luckily I have friends who are equally as busy, so they really understand, like, you know, if I have to cancel because I have something coming up, or if I don't see them for a week, you know, they understand. Yeah, I think that was the hardest part about being someone who was so busy and, and successful and, you know, that you had so many other responsibilities besides the normal daily routine of school and work, um, especially as a young person, because a lot of people didn't really understand because not a lot of people did what, you know, what we did. And it was pretty interesting to see the people who accepted the schedule that you had and they were completely understanding. And then you had the people who were your friends, but they didn't really like the fact that you were really busy or you weren't able to make the commitments that other friends would because you had other things to do, such as running your own business or or going to write your screenplays and you know, being in a movie or a TV show. It was kind of, that was I think that was the hard part about being so young and still in school and having friends while doing everything else that you had to do. And you talked about really having friends who understand your schedule and really not being angry or upset every time you have to cancel because you you're really working on a lot of different things currently and you have so much planned ahead. So for these friends who can understand, um, who really can understand your schedule, are they friends that you made in the industry while working and starting to produce your own works? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, when, when you live out in Los Angeles, because you're so busy, the only friends that you really have, uh, you make through the industry, um, or, you know, I've made through my church. My only non-industry friends are all through my church um, because you don't really get to meet a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's the main reason why, um, you know, some of my closest friends, one's an actor and one's a singer. And so, you know, when you've got a deadline or when you've got an audition or when you're working or something, um, everybody just understands, which is it's really nice to have that community of people who understand and get it and are sympathetic mm -hmm, definitely that always makes it a lot easier is when you have people who are definitely understanding about what you do so an interesting question have you learned some interesting or funny backstage secrets while you've been working in this industry oh gosh um that's <laughs> interesting i learned someone said in passing uh, a while ago that diet coke was always um this big kind of insider thing in the industry if you drank diet really? coke you know if you went out somewhere and you ordered a diet coke they knew that you were part of the industry i <laughs> think that's ridiculous because what if you don't like diet coke um, well, now i'm just gonna go order a diet coke and have people think yeah, me too. <laughs> exactly and when i heard that I'm like, hmm, that's that's an interesting one i don't know how how would they know that you're in the industry or if you just don't want the calories in a regular coke yeah exactly what if angelina jolie went and ordered like a sprite or something they'd be like oh my gosh exactly. um That's so but funny. yeah there's, there's interesting um little things like that oh there's actually one really interesting and um you girls might appreciate it i learned from a uh, makeup artist who's telling me about guys um if they would have to shave or something, if blood gets on your clothes, if you use that person's own spit, which is kind of gross, but I mean, whatever, 
better than having a blood stain and kind of cheeks <laughs> or whatever. Um, then it would come out like way easier, and then you just oh. use soap, and it's like gone, and it works. It's it works and it's that's crazy. Interesting. That's, that's weird. So weird. Yeah, it's extremely weird. I think that's probably the coolest thing I've ever learned on set. Well, that's awesome. I am so glad to have you back on the show, and it's great to hear everything that you that you're doing. And I hope you hear more successful stories. And we really hope that you come back on the show soon. So thank you for being with us here today, Mandolin. Uh, this was an amazing and enlightening discussion about writing. And you guys can visit her website at mandolincarlson.com to check out all the awesome stuff that she's up to and everything that she will be doing soon. Be sure to stay tuned for our next segment. And during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. And for more information, go to events at our website at btsya.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Katie Chu. Visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we'll continue our inspiring conversation about writing. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about writing. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Katie Chu. In this segment, we have Katie Lyons with her segment, Lion Roars, to talk about writing. Hi, Katie. Hi. So I've been writing from a very young age, and I've always loved it. I still have the first books I wrote when I was in preschool. It was before I could actually write. I would just come up with a story and draw pictures on a bunch of different pages and then assemble them and staple them together. And then I would dictate the story to my mom and she would uh, write down the story for me. And I was quite prolific. I think I have probably around 20 of them. They're pretty creative. My favorite one is about having crazy hair. I have a bunch of, yeah, I have a bunch of different drawings and I would dictate the stories. And um, I think making these helps me think of myself as a writer from a really young age and it started my joy of writing and then um, writing in school we started doing stop and jots as we read books for English and then writing English papers and book reviews and research papers and now we do DBQs which are document-based questions for um, AP European history and they have all helped me hone my skills as a writer they're not always fun but the more you do it, the easier it gets. And um, some writing is formula-based with, introdu- uh, with an introduction and a thesis statement and three body paragraphs and a conclusion, which isn't super inspiring for um, writing, but it's good practice. And a lot of the writing is based on things we read, and that's a good skill. And reading for meaning and being able to about what we read um being a good reader really helps you become a good writer it helps you understand how to structure a story about like character development and description and you really expand your vocabulary and you can like see how other writers more experienced writers like how they write and then you pick up little details even if you don't know you're picking up tips you are 
And so last year I started writing for my school paper, which is called The Mirador. And it's definitely a lot more fun than writing English or history papers. Um, our our uh, Mirador class is student run. And so we have our editors and chiefs, they're seniors. And um, the students are sophomores to seniors. And our, we have editors and chiefs, editors for sports and entertainment and opinion and feature. And so it's a lot like a real newspaper, which is really interesting to be a part of that. And uh, we have to write three articles for every um, issue, and they can be on topics of our choice as long as they can uh, relate to the students at Miramani. And um, so it's it's really nice because we get a lot of like freedom to write about what we want and get our opinions out there. We can be really creative, and I we get to bounce our ideas off of like other people. And there's a lot of like other editors who are involved in our writing, and so. It's like, it's uh, nice being able to get lots of different feedback. So that's good. And then also we have like a teacher advisor. So um, she can also, ha- she has more experience because she's also an English teacher. And so mm-hmm. she gives like the go ahead for the articles to be in the newspaper. But um, the more the majority of it is student run. And um, well, the most challenging part about writing in the school paper is putting myself out there because I know that like everyone in the whole high school will read what I'm writing. And so you like you want to like please the student population, but you also want like your own opinion to be heard. So you kind of just have to find like the balance in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also writing for myself is it's where I get the most pleasure. And so I haven't had a lot of time recently because sports and school and other yeah. extracurriculars, but I do it whenever I can. And that's like writing for like contests and things. That's cool. I, I definitely agree that it's very hard to find time for writing because I used to like to write, uh, I used to like to write a lot. And um, I found that it's very hard to get in that time while you're trying to do everything throughout the day. So what are some of the reasons why you like writing? What, what gives you that motivation and, and what do you like about it? Um, well, it definitely helps me clear my head because there are a lot of distractions in life. But writing, um, writing out my ideas, it makes them more real and it helps me think about it and process things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it really helps me appreciate everything I have and it helps make me positive. And, um, like some things, like it might just be me because I really like writing, but, um, you just like a really cool experience and you just want to like put it in words. Like, um, it's hard to explain, but you just get like a sense of, I don't know. You just want to put it in words and then you end Mm -hmm. up writing about it. And you get to be really creative. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, with um, you mentioned how it really does help you with um, really relieve yourself, alleviate stress, or even just really entertain yourself. As you mentioned, it can be really exciting and thrilling for you to write. And can you tell us one about, about any short stories you've written? Um, the most recent one I wrote was, it was based on the uh, abduction of schoolgirls by Boko Haram in Africa. And so my story was about one of the victims um, being forced to be a suicide bomber. And I entered it in a couple contests and I won an award for it. So I was pretty happy about that. And it was a subject that I wasn't really like super familiar with. So um, I did some research and um, I got to learn about like just like totally foreign things and it was really interesting wow that's pretty intense and I think that will definitely bring awareness to stuff like that when you write about uh issues that a lot of people know about so what are some writers that really admire is there one in particular that you really like um well I love JK Rowling because I think she's an amazing writer and I've read the Harry Potter books more times than I can count (laughs) just yeah um it's also super inspiring to learn about like her story and her background because she was a single mother living on welfare and she had just lost her own mother to a terminal illness and her life was just a total mess and um 
she was, I think she was, like, she started writing down Harry Potter on, like, little scraps of paper, napkins, because I think she was homeless, and she wrote the entire story, like, first story out eventually, and, um, gave it to a publisher and so she came from nothing to being one of the most like well-known writers of all time and so I really admire that and when she had nothing like the only thing she well the only thing she had was writing and so she stuck to that and it got her through everything see that story is so inspirational have you guys actually like read into you know how she became a really successful writer and you know what she went through and stuff um, I have not, but I'm assuming she probably did a lot of reading and cause that like helps you pick up tips and she probably like being homeless, she probably just had a lot of time to like think and she had yeah. a lot of ideas. And so she's just started putting them down on paper and it didn't matter if they were napkins or a computer, mm-hmm. she still could write. I think her story is just absolutely amazing. You know, it shows that with all this determination that she had, she became one of the most successful writers in the world, and everybody knows her story. And and it was so interesting to hear that a lot of people didn't even realize that she was a woman until they actually read into who the author was, because J.K. Rowling, you can't really tell that if it's a guy or a girl who wrote the story, but... Mm-hmm. It was very interesting to see what she came from and what she created for herself because Harry Potter is probably one of the most popular characters in the world. You know, it's very mm-hmm. crazy yeah. to see how how big the story is. Yeah. Katie, you actually mentioned that you wrote a story called Crazy Hair. What was that about? I'm really interested <laughs> to hear about that. <laughs> well, I was probably three or four years old and... Uh, I don't know. It had a pretty wild plot line just about various things, um, about a bad hair day, I believe. And day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think my whole family had a bad hair day and then my mom just brushed our hair for us. So <laughs> that I, was the entire plot line. Kids come up with the funniest things. Yeah. Like, I wrote another one about a bunny who found this magical skirt, and she hid the skirt, and I don't know. It was, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's so funny. Honestly, the stories that kids make, it, they're really different from, you mentioned having to write DBQs for our uh, AP European history, and it's really different from the kind of writing that we're asked to do when you're high schoolers or college, um, college students. And so really reading um, little kids writing, like my own brother, whenever he writes, I'm just really um, amazed by what they're writing. It's just creative and it really excites you to see how much they think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Your segments are always the best. We love having you on the show. But it's time to say farewell, sadly. And we give our thanks to Star Style Production, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially engineer Matt. And thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Katie Chu. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org and our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be writing, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself